1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss.
2: My little Albie Shattuck. How are you? Happy Sunday. You look really good for a pregnant person. You do. Thanks? No, it's kind of nice because like, your body is still like curvy and... Smooth and supple, as I have may say. I've only said that about you, by the way.
3: Curvy <laughs> in the right places. Exactly. No, no, it, but it
2: looks good. If it's just you're pregnant. You um, which brings me to Vivek Ramaswamy.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm sorry, this kid just keeps doing it for me. I mean, he keeps like going in and kicking ass, where and he, saying
3: all the right things, saying and... all the right things,
2: and he goes into the lion's den
3: only, like
2: he only goes to enemy forces. It's incredible, and it's just. He is, and Trump did this too. He's scratching these itches that that we haven't seen scratched. Like he he is absolutely saying, challenging the left on every premise they have.
4: Right, I mean, because, because the left
2: has learned. The left has been very good and powerful, and this is you can call it the Frankfurt School or whatever you want to at manipulating, uh, using the pliability of the language against the right.
3: Right. And and I mean, it always gets frustrating. And, you know, this and I know this, like when we watch or listen to these Sunday shows, like whenever we're on a car trip and we have the Sunday shows on and to prep for the show. And both of us are like yelling at the car stereo because none of the people on the panel has ever actually apparently heard a conservative opinion. Because all they do is agree with each other and argue with pretend straw men that are in their head of like what they think conservatives would say.
2: Right. Or they'll bring on a Lincoln.
3: Who agrees with person. them on everything exactly. anyway? Jen Rubin, conservative, exactly. quote unquote.
2: So here is uh, Vivek Ramaswamy with Reverend Al Sharpton.
5: I mean, I want to start with comments you made repeatedly now, referring to Massachusetts Congresswoman Ayanna Pressley and author uh, Ibram Kendi as, quote, grand wizards. Of of the modern KKK. Now, I understand you differ with both of them politically and probably with me, but as a graduate of Harvard and Yale universities, I believe you must be aware The Ku Klux Klan is not a political party. It's a terrorist organization. Historians view the Klan as the driving force behind lynchings of blacks in the American South, more than 4,000 people murdered. And we're only
3: allowed to call you the KKK. This is
2: our biggest and most effective weapon to use a blanket accusation, not based on anything whatsoever, to scare people, to label you, to get you destroyed, canceled, whatever, and to divide the country. We use this effectively. You're using it on us. It's offensive. You're calling Ayanna Presley, I- Ibram X. Kendi. Have you not heard? He's got long dreads and he's thoughtful, a thoughtful thinker.
3: Racism Did they make any raci- reference in this, by the way, to the fact that they were also viral together um, earlier in the week? Oh, were they? For- from him asking the question of him in the 2004 race, remember?
2: Oh, yeah, no, no, yes, they do. That's oh, that, they do That's talk the whole about premise that? of this, is he'll, Vivek will mention that. Okay, great, I love that. The whole premise that. of this is it's 20 years later. But also, this is Al Sharpton, who's only sitting there by using powerful, thunderous um, hyperbole to manipulate. Mm-hmm. That's that He's precisely using, it's like in the movie Patton, when Patton says, I read your book, you son of a bitch, uh, about Rommel. Yes, Vivek has read your book. Al Sharpton, he's yeah. seen, learned from you how to do this game. He's got a skin in the game because he's a brown person. Mm-hmm. And he's seeing, and he's nervy enough. It's been so omnipresent since he's been in media, since he's been a kid, because the internet's been forever, that he sees how this play is, this game is played. He sees that Sharpton has used like this out pitch, like the gyro ball, whatever, to strike out batters forever, forever. And it's a cheat pitch, and now he's using it. That's what it is. It's a video
3: game cheat. Right. And, I mean, it's not just limited to Al Sharpton, too. This has been a mainstream tactic in the Democratic Party. I mean, like, to compare Republicans to the KKK and say they have white sheets at home or whatever. Mm -hmm. This is... SNL has made this joke. Everybody makes this joke. Biden went around saying Republicans want to put you all back in chains. Like, about Romney. I mean, like, we're not talking about, you know, they said this just about Trump or something. by the way,
2: Biden's saying they're going to put you all back in chains is not a metaphor <laughs> he was telling the black audience that romney was going to put you all back in chains bring slavery back right that was not a metaphor that was not the same tone as the Klan. that was he is the Klan.
5: right from 1877 to 1950 and the group is linked to numerous other acts of racial violence continuing through the civil rights. Once
2: again, this is a man who stirred up crowds to kill people and start fires in New yes. York in the eighties.
5: It's movement to the present day. You're running to be the leader of the free world. So your choice of words matter. Ha- have you taken any time mm. to reflect upon the possibility that comparing your political rivals to murderous terrorists might put their lives in danger at a time when hate crimes are on the rise? Or do you just don't care?
0: So, so Reverend Sharpton, I don't look at the world through political parties. Frankly, it's good to see it's been 20 years since we last spoke. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason that I came to that event 20 years ago with you is that you were a political outsider, just like I am in my own party. But let me talk about the issue you're actually asking about, which is that, you know, what's toxic about that old world view of organizations like the KKK, which have been a god awful stain on our national history is that they say that your skin color determines what you're allowed to say, what you're allowed to think, to say you have to shut up, sit down and do as you're told because you're black or brown skinned. Well, you know what Ayanna Presley said much more recently is that we don't want any more black faces that don't want to be a black voice. We don't want any more brown faces that don't want to be a brown voice. And so, yes, I do think there are echoes of a historical ugly racism in this country now showing up in new clothing. To say we do I want to lead wait, us to wait, as an ex-president is a to united say that nation we do not want where we don't actually voices. judge each other on to the color of our skin. To say that
5: is not going with sheets and burning crosses and lynching people. She, if she said something of course you disagree it's not, but with, the point I'm you cannot equate Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan with somebody saying something that you think is a little controversial or a little... Too- you absolutely, of course, can. Yeah. Because the Klan
2: was intimidating. It wasn't just cheats and bonfires and... Right. Burn- they had
3: a political philosophy behind their... Uh, terrorism and the political philosophy is a lot like the one espoused by the identity politics people today he's making a point i mean like you can agree or disagree with his point but he is making a point
5: too far some of our relatives i'm trying to get you to understand i know know
0: you're intellectually honest I, i know you're an intellectually honest guy and so i will remind you that
2: That is some horse (laughs) right there from Vivek. He knows he's not uh, an intellectually honest guy. He's just playing him. And Sharpton is not. Sharpton has no antibody towards this. Sharpton doesn't know how to be called the Klan. That's his cudgel. That's
3: the thing. Yeah, I get to call people the Klan. You don't get to call people the Klan.
0: Hakeem Jeffries drew analogies between Donald Trump and the Ku Klux Klan and I don't think you had him on pressing him in the same way. So we're drawing analogies here to he make people and the Trump point I'm making the grand
5: dragon of the KKK. He did not call he, oh Trump. No, nobody's, Donald ever Trump, Trump nobody's
2: ever called Trump a white supremacist, right? Cuz we no, you know no. what white supremacists are. And Mm-mm. it's people with skinheads in Montana who really wanted on
3: Right. Uh, and, and nobody's ever called Trump orange Hitler or, no. you know, any other thing that they could come up with. Of course, nobody's ever, you know, hinted that Trump might be in the KKK. That's never happened.
5: Or the, to the KKK. KKK. Let's not change what we're saying.
0: So, Reverend Sharpton, though, I'm calling out a double standard and saying that certain people can use certain analogies to make a point. Well, I'm using an analogy to make a point.
2: So in... Uh, Remix Mami says this stuff with a smile. He's not, he's several moves ahead of Sharpton, obviously, or most of these people on the left, because they've never...
3: They've never encountered an actual right-wing right. argument before.
2: And for him to um, to go down there and go in there, and I think that, that they don't expect, they assume that it, once they lecture the young man, did you know that the grand dragon of the KKK means yada yada murder, yada yada including some of my people were murdered by these places? You understand? They expect an immediate apology and a folding.
3: Right. And nothing. Because that's what they get when they go to Romney and tell him what he said right. was racist and ask for an apology. Is Romney says, oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to be racist. Right. Like, right. that's what they're used sorry, to getting. I'm sorry I'm racist with, and
2: I'm sorry I'm rich.
3: That's what they're used to getting with normal Republicans, is we know we're bad and racist and evil and rich and we hate poor people and hate women and children and minorities. We know that. It's true. We're so sorry. Would you consider voting for us anyway? Like, that's what the normal right. Republican Party has been now for 20 years, so that's what they're expecting to get that kind of rolling over. Right,
2: and the whole thing is such such a an insult because, remember, you have to denounce... If you're a, a Republican candidate... You have to denounce every organization because mm-hmm. the the um, the default is is that they are intertwined and you're like minded. Right. So it's on you to denounce that because you know you are a Republican. And that means you're pretty much racist. You better denounce people. Democrat- mm-hmm. Joe Biden didn't have to denounce the anybody,
3: right? He never has to. No, and I mean, like there are neo-nazis out there some of them are in Florida of this course. week um, yes. and these were the these were not the like fed kind that cover their faces or whatever these are like known people who are neo-nazis have a bunch of tattoos they're like you know skinhead white identitarian people that believe that and but, but
2: can we can and but can we admit, agree on something else mm-hmm. the neo-nazi movement of these the real ones that we see right now yeah was brought to us by CNN
3: Yes, of course. Of course. And identity politics has a lot to answer for, because that whole idea that you should look out for the interests of your racial group over your individual um, needs as a person and your individual incentives and your individual loyalties. Right. That concept. And this is exactly the point Vivek is trying to make here. Right. Is that. This idea of identity politics, this idea of your racial group above you as an individual, that you're a part of something bigger than yourself Mm -hmm. and it's your race. That's the exact same idea espoused by the KKK and by those idiots marching in Florida and all those people. Yes. You know, and, and they're not voting for... Ayanna Presley, obviously those neo Nazis in Florida, but but that's because they perceive themselves to be on a different team. But do they agree with Ayanna Presley's mm-hmm. vision of the world where it's black people against white people? Of course they do.
2: Well, but but Alice, I'm telling you, I think they could come to common cause. Oh yeah, literally, like I like I told you, and this is back in the good old days, uh, you know, in, in 2004 when the DNC was in Boston. My brother and me and a few of our friends we were like day drinking, or whatever. We went down to mm-hmm. the DNC, down to the free speaking area. They made them all like speak a block away, right? And um and we ran into neo Nazis, hmm. and this guy, this young guy from like Southia, where he's from, some skinhead, and we were buzzed. So we are all like, we went over and talked to him, and he, the guy believes in the superiority of the white race, the Northern European superiority. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants he wanted um there to be a separate country where blacks could get somewhere else. Anyway, he's, he's absolutely. In the middle of he's a, it was absolutely an avowed skinhead. The nazi mm-hmm. the guy could have been like a, a a concierge somewhere. He was like real nice, well spoken, and like a, a nice guy. Obviously, he screwed up, and he had a little p- band of people with him, and, and they're screwed up. But it's really no way to go through life. And I hope now by now they're they're all oh, you got to right. out. You know, but, but, the, here, but the thing is, but the thing is, is that like he was a congenial guy. He actually like I've said the story before a family of black people came to him and asked him directions to Faneuil Hall and he gave them to him this is right in front yeah. of us i have witnesses and we were like oh. and he was like <laughs> what's nice he going to do no. because he thinks that this should be an aryan country and no. other people should be other places he doesn't want anybody hurt this little... so what i'm saying is like somebody like him and Ayanna presley they could work something out yeah or monica cannon grant because monica cannon yes. grant for example
3: is in an agreement that like we shouldn't have racial inter- intermarriage interracial marriage right right? like she believes that you know i mean she just feels she just differs on which race is superior right yeah like she feels that the melanin makes her better or whatever and she's all for it and um you know there there's a whole world of people out there on of all races who think that they're somehow like better because they're part of a certain racial group instead of going out and Mm -hmm. trying to better themselves and make their own life better and make the people around them better no matter what color they are they're more concerned with you know some abstract membership in this group that they can envision themselves to be a part of whether that's you know believing in some mythical white past that you're like some viking warrior or whether it's believing that you're a part of some like ancient race of kings from that was that's been erased by modern history like i mean all these people believe like complete fantasy versions of history all of them believe that they're like a part of some really important thing that's happening that they have ownership of even though it has nothing to do with them you don't get just because you're a white person doesn't mean you like now get ownership over like how cool vikings were that's not like yours right you don't own it more than anybody else it's fine but i just it's it's such a dumb concept right Mm -hmm. and and it's shared by both these groups and that's exactly the point vivek has been making the entire time and it's a point that like people like al sharpton can't seem to grasp and when you say like the those neo-nazis in florida were brought to us by cnn they absolutely have because for years now since i mean Really, since like the 2014 kind of Trayvon mm-hmm. Martin times, there have been a bunch of people stoking this racial identity politics that is so toxic for everybody in the country. Right. Right. And for
2: CNN, it means ratings. For politicians, it means power and money, mm-hmm. which is why I just in had posted this out saying congratulations, Black Lives Matter, with his graph showing homicide rates in Chicago. That in the year 2000 were about 28 per 100,000 people homicided in Chicago, black people, uh, back when I was going there, and now is 85 per 100,000 people. For whites, it's 2 per 100,000 people. So you're you're stoking all this this stuff to create these uh, terrariums of uh, crime in cities. Right because you need the spirit of this stuff to get get votes and get people activated, and so you're just destroying people. Which, by
3: the way, yeah, it's destructive to black people, specifically.
2: <laughs> yes, yes.
3: Yes, your identity grievance politics is most destructive to the people that you claim to be helping. It's not hurting the so-called oppressors when you let Ayanna Presley. And Liz Warren and all these people Play out their stupid identity politics About Black Lives Matter and stuff In American cities When you let Mayor Wu run the city of Boston Into the ground like this When you let these people do these things Lori Lightfoot, all of them All of them it- It's that
1: time of the year Your vacation is coming up You can already hear the beach waves Feel the warm breeze
3: You know, whoever, Thomas Jefferson, for owning slaves. It doesn't, he's dead. Like, you can't get back at him now. What you're doing is killing black people. Right. So it's the worst, most toxic dumb, counterproductive ideology that we could have in this country. And it's so sad that it's taken hold over the last like 10 years or so that, I mean, black people and white people both feel that racial relations are like worse and getting worse in this country over the last decade compared to where they were back when, you know, we didn't have this weird thing about like white kids being allowed to sing rap songs and stuff.
2: (laughs) God, it's so absurd. It's so absurd. These rules, it's so absurd um, it, that reminds me it takes me into another story I want to get to which is happening in um, where is this Colorado and mm-hmm. this is the the gender movement w- working with the teachers unions essentially are the mafia at this point right who are working with these crazy insane movements to use all the um, momentum of the passions around these movements to gain power and this is a great illustration and
4: surveys about gender identity good evening i'm karen lee and i'm michaelia white michael is off tonight parents say
1: teachers are breaking state and federal laws and their union is helping them get away with it our
6: sean boyd has been investigating so sean what is the school district saying about this
4: that it warned teachers not to do these surveys, while the district says it is unclear whether surveys about students' preferred pronouns are illegal. There are several lawsuits regarding the issue, so administrators told teachers just don't go there. The teachers' union told them something else. It told them if they did issue questionnaires regarding preferred pronouns, they should be paper surveys, and they should get rid of them after they noted students' answers. Just days before the start of school in Jefferson County, administrators sent this email to all employees, reminding them state and federal law prohibits mandatory surveys that ask kids about protected information. And even voluntary surveys are illegal unless parents can opt out. So when Denise Crawford's son came home with a survey asking about his gender identity, she thought, what gives? Deceived? Lied to you? Taken advantage of. She's not alone. Parents with Jeffco Kids First say dozens of teachers have conducted the surveys, and worse still, their union advised them to hide evidence of them.
3: So, can tell you one thing my kids are going to have a standing offer going into this school year <laughs> that they will get a cash payout if they bring me a photo of any woke dumb stuff they know what it is they watch all their youtube recommendations are all like Daily wire things and yeah. <laughs> like Babylon B and so because they watch our stuff. So they know what to look for. And they'll uh, be
2: incentivized to be whistleblowers. And they're
3: not technically allowed to have their phones on in school, but yes, they will be financially compensated if they bring Burn Barrel Podcast Enterprises evidence of any yes. uh, surveys that the school is hiding from parents. I can tell you that.
2: But can like can you imagine now it's
3: Yeah, the union is Telling teachers to essentially break the laws of the state and hide it. <laughs> I mean, over what? Because it's that
2: important to you? Like, we need to make sure there's more gender affirming care happening. There's not. It's it's a boogeyman thing. That the assumption is this: is that these are uh, all these kids are born into the wrong bodies, and their freaking parents don't care, are trying to make them, force them to be normies to play no, baseball. they all and the think they're
3: like do- hiding Anne Frank in the attic. Yes, yes, to be, by weirdly pushing their weird gender ideas onto kids and it could not be more the opposite of that like the fact that you think it's that important that you need to tell kids about gender identity says way more about you and your ideology than it does about anybody else nobody needs to talk to kids about sex and gender that badly hey be quiet Yeah, there's a visiting dog coming to our house. Pepper's not thrilled about it. Okay, it's okay, It's okay.
5: okay.
3: Hey, Pepper, chill. Chill, Pepper. (laughs) So, but yeah, I mean, the the public schools will be on notice because... Pepper, shh, shh, shh. And we are not the only parents, I believe, who feel that way. You know, who... Want their kids to report back to them anything ridiculous that comes home from school. Oh hell no! You know so and yeah, I can I can promise our kids will get cash if they come but, home. Like with what, what, what is this,
2: like the union? It's seriously a syndicate. It's crazy. Like what yeah. are you doing? You are begging for. I mean, really, if there were feds, they would be looking at that immediately and saying no, uh, no. What
3: well, is this? The Pepper Show today? I guess so. It's okay, Pepper. It's okay. It's
6: just... It's okay. <laughs>
0: okay.
2: Okay, Pepper, it's fine. By the way, we have today... T- tomorrow is the sun- Sunday show. Today's show is going to be a little bit shorter.
3: Okay, so no bonus Patreon today.
2: Yeah, that's tomorrow. Okay, we'll do it tomorrow. we get, we get stuff on.
3: Okay, so... Let's play this
2: girl. Um, uh, yes, the childless
3: millennial who's leave her very leave her She's very happy with her choices. She wants you to know she's very happy with her choices and um, Pepper, quiet.
6: And nothing about this video okay. would suggest that she could possibly be unhappy with 5 a. her choices. On a Saturday. I am 29 and it's 10.45 a.m. on a Saturday. I'm 29 and single and I don't have kids yet. Here's what your Saturday morning looks like when you're single at 29 and you don't have a kid running around the house. I didn't rise from my bed until 10.15. Every time I thought I should probably get up and do something. Rise I from thought, my bed. Why? Nobody's making me. and I'm not missing out on anything. I went to Beyonce last night and I didn't get home until 1 a.m. And I danced and drank my little heart out and I didn't pay a babysitter to watch my kids as I did that. And I woke up a tad hungover this morning, which is probably why I was in bed for so long and i was just scrolling on my phone and i saw a picture of shakshuka and i thought you know what sounds really good? Maybe I'm going to learn how to make shakshuka today. What is I have shakshuka? No plans. Have no idea. I don't have kids and I don't have a husband and I don't have errands to run. I can go to the grocery store and learn how to make shakshuka, so that's on my agenda today. Also on my agenda, probably a rewatch of some Real Housewives of New York. I'm also doing a rewatch of Normal People on Hulu, which is really spicy and I highly recommend. Weirdly, I'm into this documentary on Netflix about Blue Zone countries, so I've got a pretty stacked day. Anyway, I say all this to say, whenever I'm hard on myself about why I'm not married and I don't have kids, and I should be further along at 29, almost 30. I wouldn't want to do anything else this Saturday. I know that you can do all these things when you have kids and you're married and I understand, but the effortlessness and ease of my life, just kind of focusing on myself and the shakshuka I want to make or the Beyonce concert I want to go to really pays off now. I'm hard on myself for not being where society tells me I should be in life.
3: Well, I mean, I don't know why not. She's watched, now, Real Housewives of New York twice. I don't think you could pay me enough to watch The Real Housewives of New York once. I, like, don't... I don't understand. Well, actually,
2: the New York one was good. I mean, but I was... That was 20 years ago I was watching, but it was good.
3: I mean... Like, I I don't know. I didn't really watch any of those. I... At least The Real Housewives. Some of those I blew a little bit of time on. We, for a while, watched some, like, Toddlers and Tiaras. We watched some Millionaire Matchmaker. But, like, I... That stuff is so pointless. Notably, that was before we had four kids that we spent time watching well, stuff like also, that. And like I'm better off for it for not well, having time to watch stuff like that. Don't well, you one, think your I've, brain is one, better? this lady
2: is kind of attractive, so I would like, give her a pass night. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but here's my thing. This is a this is a video she made doing a victory lop, uh, lap because her life is not bogged down with meaning because she this Saturday all of the stuff that happens in life when you go get stuff and all of that she gets to sleep in this Saturday right and she wouldn't if she had a child loved her and looked up to her or a meaningful relationship or uh, like all this stuff all the stuff you can have. You know, she wouldn't have the Saturday. She could be hungover and make shakshuka. Mm-hmm. And she watched Beyonce last night. She was hungover.
3: Well, well yeah. It, and- well, you
2: know what the other thing is, Alice, that we should also say? Mm-hmm. Is that for, for 29-year-olds... Here's the thing about being 29 and... Or, well, Alice, you've never been 29 without kids, but I have. If, if, if you, <laughs> but t- I have if,
3: had it, not kids. Yes, and I've, I've had not kids. I've experienced it.
2: As well, and, 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 um, and, and no girlfriend, etc. Um, We've all been there. But she has not been where we are.
3: Right, exactly.
2: Now, she lives a much simpler life. There's no doubt about that.
3: I, too, have been to concerts and not had to hire a babysitter. I know what that is.
2: Yes, but here's the other thing, Alice. Mm -hmm. Is that a lot of the stuff that she's talking about, you can still do.
3: Oh, yeah. You can still make shakshuka, whatever it is. Morgan sent me a Google link. We may have to investigate that for all-you-can-eat pod. I was out
2: last night with a, a married couple with one kid. And another friend of mine, my neighbor, who's married, who has three kids. And we were out on a beach with beers. And, uh, you know, it is, it is, and we were in a club before that. It's like, it's good to have a, a wife who's home and compromised, obviously. That's a very important thing. <laughs> <clears throat> but, I mean, I mean the, the, like, the idea that you can't do these things is, is absolutely not, uh, is not, is not, uh is not, um. It's it, not the case. It's not the case. Yeah, she can still do plenty of things.
3: Well, right. And and my other thought about this is that it's not pepper, pepper. Shh, shh, shh. It's not like what she's saying is, you know, "Oh, I'm so glad I don't have kids because, you know, now I can devote my time to like my really important career with NASA where we're learning to, you know, land human life on mars and start a mars colony or something right like she's not doing anything like really important with her time
2: jimmy is that dog with you right in here okay so um we'll leave pepper in this part of the house and you can yeah that, that dog can be in the kitchen does that work yeah that's okay with you yeah the door closes and pepper's been out so all right I, what's the deal with the beach
4: are you, are you going or not yeah of course
2: in just a couple minutes oh, okay yeah.
3: Um, but yeah, it's not like she's doing something super worthwhile with her time. She's no. not carrying cancer with her time, not having kids. She's not visiting her elderly relatives or like spending more time w- with like a really great and valuable group of friends. She's going out to Beyonce, getting drunk and watching the Real Housewives of New York for a second time. Right. Which is like, I mean, if you're going to make the case to me that like your life is really so much better than mine. I mean, really, like like you say, we've all done those things. Yes. We know what it's like to get drunk and wake up hungover on a Saturday and not have anybody need anything from us. I think we've both right. experienced that. So, it it's fine, but but
2: But it's also you- but like you said earlier, it's like this is a very coping video.
3: Right. There's a lot of very convincing myself that I'm really super happy with my life going on. This video
2: is the same way when women post videos with no makeup. It's a video only for feedback. (laughs) I'm soliciting good vibes from you. Please deliver on those. Tell me yes, I'm doing everything. Tell me yes, etc. And she might be. I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't envy her position, regardless. Should we do the chat chat, Allison? Yes, let's
3: jump over to the chat chat, and then tomorrow we'll do extra Patreon chat.
2: Yes, I apologize for the dog. She's, uh, passionate.
3: She's like, well, a little worked up today. Yes. Hello. Hey. I had a pretty good idea. Now that they want to start putting these traffic cameras in there, for uh, they're calling them red light cameras. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what I want everybody to do is think about someone they hate really bad, someone they really don't like. And then what I want you to do is, after they put up these cameras... I want you to take a picture of their license plate with your phone and then go home to your house and I want you to print them out on the printer, license plate size, and I want you to stick it on the front and the back of your car and I would like you to do a whole bunch of illegal red light runnings oh and goodness. drive like an idiot. They don't and get the near first...
6: Near, near, near <laughs> near Chris.
2: Here we go.
7: Okay, I feel better listening to the entire episode knowing that me and Tommy in New Hampshire got our... Praise for helping you, Tom. I think we have to stay Thank focused you. on Gina and Holly's just gonna throw us off our game. So yes. let's
2: uh, keep our eyes on the prize <laughs> oh, and forget Alice about Holly. So jealous. <laughs> so jealous. Oh my goodness, Alice. Also a little bit more uh I would say romantically aggressive as a result of the competition <laughs> you so? that we talked about. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Tom, Alice, Yeah. when can we get this holly on your podcast? Right.
5: Please, post haste. Make yes. it happen. Please. I don't think she's Mike findable.
3: From it's Mike from Cincinnati. Come on. I don't think she's findable. I don't think she does like technology. She would
2: like Mike from Cincinnati, too. Yes, she yeah. is find- findable. I don't but know if com- she knows how comedy. to use
3: technology.
2: I will find her, Mike, for you. I will find her. She is a good-looking lady. Let me just say... Alice you don't Shattuck. know
3: that she's I know attractive. Alice Shattuck
2: and the other roommate, too, who's also cute, and they both have this animosity towards the super mega hottie. No, Correct. she's not hot. Yes, she is. Alice, <sighs> you're attractive, too, okay? This is, <laughs> like, not, your, this I is mean... like your, I got to go to Beyonce, like, tape. Uh-huh. She's not hot. Yes, she is.
7: It's very rare to get a compliment from Tom Shattuck. It's like seeing a solar eclipse. Ooh. So when my name was mentioned. See? concerning the fat cactus i felt so proud i'm like wow here's the information to blow the investigation through the roof (laughs) and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden the conversation switched to holly i can't tell you how excited i was it's like seeing a birthday cake with candles on it and having the person walk over trip and have it fall on the ground in a thousand pieces oh my goodness i'm i'm shocked my compliment, me and Tommy New Hampshire. (laughs)
2: We got cut off by Holly. All Hollies are gorgeous. And that one, uh, very much. So I will just say that she does not have an overwhelming knowledge of American history, but when you're that good looking history bows to you, Alice, do you understand this? History bows to does.
3: Okay. Well, thank you all very much for listening. Like we said, we'll do a Patreon show uh, for all of you tomorrow. And um yeah we're looking forward to that and to Say Alice laboring. tell the people
2: we're going to the beach in your in French.
3: Nous allons à la plage. No,
2: you say it full-throated. Rich, girl, <laughs> nous, rich Lexington girl way.
3: Nous allons à la plage.
2: Just say, not ask it, say it.
3: Nous allons à la plage.
2: Ooh, I okay. like that. Very, very much.
3: Oh, ice cream. You done um so if you want to join us for the extra patreon show and for live streams that's patreon.com slash burn barrel um otherwise you can head over to burnbarrelpodcast.com the shows are always free over there